This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. today. Count on it. Just off of the fabulous meat tour, I'm back. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Welcome back. How was your tour of the, was, the West? It was awesome. You know, we were out promoting the Carnivores Manifesto. The Carnivores uh, Manifesto. I don't think I've heard that yet. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> well, it's a book I worked on with um, our corporate uh, master, Patrick Martins, founder of Heritage Radio and Slow Food USA, and of course Heritage Foods. And it's his book, The Carnivores Manifesto. And we were out in Portland and San Francisco. And I've never eaten more meat in my life. He was sending Prosciutto's ahead to greet us in every city, wow. in every town. You're a little uh, bound up now? We're going for the couple's, couple's colonic, Patrick and I. <laughs> but it's the first week in my life that I never ate any pizza. Oh, right. a, a tragedy we're about to remedy. Yeah. Yes, thank goodness. Um, but we're back here today with one of our very favorite guests. How many times have you been on, Gary? This is, I think, the third appearance. The third yeah. appearance, yeah. a hat trick. I love to play on your show, man. We love to have you. So, uh, welcome to Gary Lucas, uh, guitar player extraordinaire, very uh, well known for his work with Jeff Buckley and Captain Beefheart and his band Gods and Monsters, who are celebrating 25 years this week at Les Poisson Rouge. Yeah, Friday uh, we have a special 25th silver anniversary show, and uh, Mike is going to actually appear on. Theremin, he's a legendary theremin player extraordinaire. Basically, I make a fucking rocket. He does. It's good. It's like, you know, it's all uh, good. We also have, uh, well, the band, the core band, is like quite the avant super group with Ernie Brooks from the Modern Lovers on bass guitar, Jason Candler from the Hungry March Band on alto sax, Billy Ficka from television on drums, and augmenting this lineup, especially for this gig, D-Pop is going to sit in uh, from the Bush Tetras on percussion. And I have a, a whole raft of interesting singers, amazing talents, and also players. The legendary Khaki King, acoustic guitar goddess, is going to sit in with us on a couple of numbers. And uh, also my pal, this great, great singer-songwriter, Jan Close, who's up for the Independent Music Awards this year. He's going to sit in. A great singer, Felice Rosser from the band Faith, who we've worked with in the past. It's also going to be there, Giesburg, who's on my original Edge of Heaven 30s Chinese pop album. He's going to come and lay some Chinese pop on y'all from Shanghai by way of Salzburg, Austria, which is where she hails from. I have a great choreographer, dancer, Moore Mendel, who's going to like... Uh, do some tripsichorean, like some tripsichorean rhythm on you. Just what the hell am I getting involved with? Yes, <laughs> and uh, God, uh, if I left anybody out, there must be some it's other. It's like a night of a there. thousand stuff. Yeah, a lot well, of like turns. I'd love to be, you know, kind of a ringmaster. 
and invite people up to strut their stuff in my shows. It's sort of been a, a you know a hallmark of Gods and Monsters over the years. I couldn't believe I was you know so happy to be invited to the 20th anniversary. Yeah, and God bless us everyone five That's years ago. Right. And there I was found myself on stage with you know members of television and the Modern sure. Lovers and uh, Suicide and yeah we had and, Alan and, Vega and, you know and, and Lenny K Lenny was there. K was like, there what the John fuck did Spencer? I ever do to deserve this? This is like how lucky am I? How did that happen? Because you're a great guy. Oh. And also, we think that it's important you know, to keep the you know continuity with the people who still count in this fair uh, environment over here, uh, or let's say urban conurbation known as New York City. We like to like you know, and boost our friends. You know, they should be better known. All right these people on. I mentioned. Well, you know, you know, Judy is a very famous dancer. Actually, she's performed at the Whitney. I have in the wow, Whitney well, Biennial. I was star of the Whitney Biennial. Really? really? No, Come on really. up and cut a few Diddy Rams, you know? <laughs> bring your buddy, bring your buddies Jarvis and uh, Bowie. Jarvis, Bowie, and uh, who, who is oh, John Cameron Mitchell. I'll bring him, too. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Gary, why don't we get right to it? You want to whip something on us? Maybe right, some of yeah. that Chinese pop? Or what do you got for well, us? I got a little, let's see, I was in a Stones mood here. On the Stones last oh, tour, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't play that many notes in their entire like New Zealand leg of that tour. I guess I saw some <laughs> clips on the internet. I know they had a shaky start, but you know, anyway, it, it happens. I did this. Oh, you're, you're, oh you're far too kind. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I just want to plug. There is a record. This is not on it, but I did a lot of work down in Bogota, Colombia, for their original manager producer Andrew Lou Goldham who actually turned down appearing uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies in Cleveland. Recently, he was up for an award. He was given an award in absentia by Peter Asher uh, as a legendary manager. They have a new category. Brian Epstein also was inducted uh, posthumously. And uh, Andrew, true to his punk roots, I mean, he's one of, a, one of the prime mover founders of punk, you know, before it had a name. 
didn't show up. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, we worked on a record of Stone songs done a, a little bit. Uh, in a Latin style, and that was one of the uh, things I arranged for him. Well, I guess it was only about time before the Rock and Roll Mall of Fame mall started of fame. handing out uh, you know, awards to people who were just on the business side of the music business. What's next? Are going to give an award to like Warner Brothers and uh, you know, the major labels? Woo! Yeah, Blue Thumb. Let's have yeah. Blue Thumb Records. You know, I, I, I really, it really is just like the whole fucking operation is like a real thumb in my eye. Uh, you know, well, I mean, it's, it's nice. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going to look at Jimi Hendrix's guitar, but the whole concept of you know, putting someone like Billy Joel on a pedestal is just just this you know oh well let's you know we could really get into a slag fest here but we're we? not but we're on the positive tips I'm on a positive tip there is a positive tip I'm like only saying nice things about everybody <laughs> trying they're redefining what it means to be an old Jew being nice to everyone <laughs> yeah, well okay. I guess I qualify for that alright you and me baby no. Jews with hats that's right that's right <laughs> You got a book out too, but uh, yeah, you talk about it a little okay, bit. Okay, now this exciting. this book came out uh, in October. It's entitled "Touched by Grace: My Time with Jeff Buckley." It was first published in Italian under the title "Touched by Grace: La Mia Musica con Jeff Buckley," and then I arranged for a publication through Jawbone Press, really good indie book publisher in England and uh, it's over here through some people that you were associated with at one time that's okay the Hal Leonard Corporation are distributing it they're doing a great job and it's actually selling I'm told which is nice so uh, it covers very uh, thoroughly the period when I worked with Jeff on uh, he was in Gods and Monsters there for a year and we co-wrote Grace Mojo Pin we actually did about 12 songs together so if anything you want to know <laughs> concerning my uh, relationship up close and personal is all there in the book. And it's getting great, great response. Four it, it, stars in Mojo magazine. That's excellent. And it is, and it is a great book. When are you going to write the book about uh, your life with Don Van Vliet? Oh, well, also I don't known know as about, yeah, it's, I think I have like certainly a great love and affection for Don. I think he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, actually. He should be the only uh, one in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He should have his own wing yeah. of the Smithsonian. Yeah. The Smithsonian Institute Blues just I agree, nonstop. I agree. All right, all right. So, but I think that'll be part of a larger, longer memoir that's about a lot of, oh, let's say, stories that I just, you know, accumulated or happened to me. I mean, along the, the wonderful, you know, that's an excellent bumpy plan, road though, of the music. A memoir. Huh? A, a full-on memoir. Yeah, Gary, so I mean, no, I've been working everyone. on it. I've been working on it. I, I, I'm I'm well into it, but first we want to really, you know, continue to promote the current book that's out there. But uh, as you know, I mean, it's like a record distributor. You know, you got to have one in the pipeline before they start paying, yeah. you, et cetera. So. Uh, well, one thing I, lo- I was really happy when we first met. I mean, my introduction to you was through Captain Beefheart and yeah. through uh, um, the guitar solos on uh, Docket Radio Station. Uh-huh. Which and I remember reading in um, it was Musician Magazine. Remember Musician Magazine? Yeah. Which um, an idea of a magazine for musicians, which obviously I, I arranged it was, actually, for that. it was actually a pretty good magazine. But yeah, the concept was. that musicians would actually read something was obviously you know, you know, architecture <laughs> for failure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but I remember I never forget the story though. And you were talking about it, it's like oh, it was like eighteen hours of practice a day for six months, and you know you. 
left her fingers bleeding. And yeah. It was like this crazy story based on like a snippet of piano music. Right. And that's how, you know, well, that's how a lot thing. of it got done, you know, because John uh, was not really a schooled musician. And in fact, one of his great comments was if you want to be a different fish, you got to jump out of the school. Right. <laughs> I mean, he would send me tapes of him playing the piano or whistling over the phone and I'd have to tape him or scat singing. I mean, imagine a guy going, okay, uh, play this on guitar. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, there wasn't a lot of musical notes to hang on there. I mean, in some of these things or whistling, like, you know, call you up at two in the morning and like, get your tape recorder, man. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah, sort of well, like gone with it. the wind. It was just sort of there in the tinkling, like mercury tinkling in the wind. Yeah. Well, it worked out okay. And I saw you play at the so, Beacon Theater, and that was the yeah. first time I ever saw you play. Uh, yeah. I remember James Blood Almer opened up that night at the yeah. Beacon Theater. First time I saw him, that kind of knocked that was a great my night. socks off too. It was it was great. November nineteen eighty. Yeah. I got very, I got very lucky, well. I, you know, Beautiful. To, to be there. I couldn't find, and no one in my high school wanted to go with me. It was unbelievable. When when Captain Beefheart wow. was on Saturday Night Live, they didn't like and it, right? I left a keg party to watch it because it meant so much to me. You know, like like it like it does when you're a teenager. It's like, oh my god, Devo's going to be on. I had to run to go see right. it. Like, right. Captain Beefheart meant so much to me. That's probably the last greatest avant-garde moment on network television. It was it was, it was, it was brutal. Great. It was brutal. No, when we, we played finished, Ashtray Art, listen. And, when oh, Ashtray Art so finished, and you go to listen to. Uh, see the recording of it it might be on YouTube you can hear a very audible person in the audience going shit <laughs> loudly and Don kind of doffs his head and bows no, that version, the, version of, you know. the version of Hot had the banter it's, 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 it's brutal but you know afterwards that kid came up to us and said I'm the guy who yelled shit I'm really sorry I just never heard music like that before <laughs> and I didn't know how to react you know so he, he well was, you excited him that's good yeah well we tried but then Sad to say, the next night we played up in, uh, where was it? Oh, yeah, we went up to play in uh, Ithaca. And, uh, oh, no, sorry, Albany. Albany, New York. <laughs> and it was about, you know, 15 people. Well, Albany's and This is after old. being seen on television. Saturday Live. 70 million people, they said, you know, were the viewing the audience. Beacon Theater. And the promoters, like, were, like, hovering angrily in the parking lot, you know, glaring at us as we were, like, packing our stuff up to leave their club. And Don said to me, Hey man, grab your guitar pay- case because these guitar cases make excellent battering rams. <laughs> <laughs> he was prepared for the worst, you know. Yeah, well, we were clearing off. But, Crazy know. stuff. Hey, can you play us uh, maybe a little uh, beef, yeah. beef heart uh, something? Beef heart. I didn't bring my beef heart. Like uh, you didn't bring the, like the, that, uh, you didn't bring uh, the glass finger. Guitar. No, no. But I got another one. I think you like. It's uh, let's see. Music goes round and round,
right, Gary Lucas here at Arts and Seizures. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hear Wild Rumpus. What are we going to hear? Oh, another, this another. is uh, from our latest record, Wild Rumpus, me and Colleen Cosmo Murphy, DJ Cosmo, and it's a double vinyl slab of fun on Bitches Brew, and this is called, name of the record is Musical Blaze Up. This one is called Rock the Joint. All right, Wild Rumpus, Gary Lucas, Judy McGuire, Mike Edison here on Arts and Seizure. Let it roll. Super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Super awesome. Super awesome. <laughs> Speaking of super awesome, who's in the studio with us today, Mike? The great Gary Lucas. Can you dig it? Man, music just pours out of this man. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about that piece, Gary. 
that's a Chinese pop piece uh, originally recorded by Zhou Xuan, a great diva of the early Shanghai cinema, sound cinema, and it's called Night in Shanghai. And I played in Shanghai twice, and uh, everyone knows that song over there. And uh, God's Monsters, the last appearance that we had was at the BAM Fisher Space. Last October, we sold out two nights with the band plus two fantastic singers all the way from Shanghai, uh, Sally Kwok and Mo Hai Jin. And uh, we pitched it, <laughs> really, to the Chinese community. We had uh, extensive previews in the Chinese newspapers uh, around town, and lo and behold, we sold out. So uh, I can only there's assume- clips from that on YouTube. Just plug in Gary Lucas, The Edge of Heaven, bam. Because Jews love Chinese food. I'm assuming that was your entree into the world of Chinese food. No, the re- my entree was I was married to a Chinese woman, you know, wrecked my life. My first wife, <laughs> uh, who now is the manager of uh, the number one Chinese movie star, Zhang Ziyi. That's her meal ticket. <laughs> That's her... You could have uh, been, you been, you been a Hong Kong action star. Well, Instead, you decided to hit your wagon to no, Don Van Vliet. She <laughs> took my last name. What can I tell you? She was crazy, but we both of us actually worked with Don, and Don used to really like her. And you know, well, there was there wasn't there a lot of like Chinese uh, opera is. influence on Doctor Yeah, Rainer's yeah, nation? because she got uh, both of us found some opera gongs up on Forty Eighth Street at the Percussion Center that were from China, some Chinese opera gongs, and so we gifted down with them and he used them and wrote a track called Sheriff of Hong Kong. I remember him beating the shit out yeah. of those gongs at the beginning of that song in concert. He <laughs> played them at the Beacon Theater, in yeah, fact, yeah. that show. Yeah, he liked it and uh, that track was a good one. All right, on. Um, God's Monsters again coming up this Friday night at La Poisson Rouge and um, eight to ten. Eight folks. to ten. It was a retrospective. I remember last time it was there was a lot of solo. A lot. I'm going to start. Solo. There was some of some of your electronic and of course, yeah, yeah. Um, we we're talking about you know Shanghai Cinema. You've done a lot of soundtrack work and and I think. Honestly, Gary, I think that's like some of your best work you've ever Thank done. You. And lately, it's—I mean—going to see you play against silent films. I've seen you at Lincoln Center and uh, way the hell uptown at Ike's, uh, Reverend Ike's Church. That was something else. Yeah, but you've been—you've yeah. been to Cuba how many times? You've been to like Transylvania. You were in Transylvania playing Drac- Silent Dracula. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Okay, these are good gigs. No, these are good gigs. <laughs> no, I've played in forty countries to date, including India, China, Cuba. Where are you going next? The next out-of-town date is going to be in. Uh, most likely Holland. And Holland was always my stomping grounds. Holland was a beautiful country, remains a beautiful country. They f- really discovered my work in late 80s, early 90s. I started working over there, and they got behind it in a big way. So for years, I have continued to enjoy playing there. That's a lovely, lovely country. So uh, I should be... Announcing these dates come up. They'll probably be in mid-October. I have out-of-town dates here, though. I mean, I'll tell you, the next show I'm doing after the show in New York, July 4th, I'm out in Barbez, which is sort of this neck of the woods, right? Yeah, in Williamsburg. It's in Williamsburg. Playing with a great Mongolian buryat singer named Namgar, who's pretty <laughs> spectacular, throat singing, you know, just f- phenomenal. So come, that's on Independence Day. Going to celebrate it uh, Chinese style. 
Mongolian throat singer. Yeah. He could probably get get around some of those Bucard songs. Probably. And then I'm doing a gig out a private uh, golf course out <laughs> in Bridgehampton. Oh, 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 it's oh, great. The prodigal it's son like, returns yeah, home. Okay. Well, no, it's not my. I don't. I'm not a sports person in that sense. I and certainly not golf. But uh, and that's with a new project called Fleischer Eye, which is soundtracks from uh, Max Fleischer. Betty Boop and Popeye cartoons. Wow. Phenomenal singer, uh, Sarah Stiles, who's a star from Broadway. And uh, she was Little Red Riding Hood at the uh, Shakespeare in the Park last summer at the Delacroix Theater in Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. And that's with my partner, Joe Fiedler. Fiedler, I should say. I'm thinking of Arthur Fiedler. I don't know why. <laughs> Joe Fiedler, who played trombone with me in Fast and Bulbous. He does the arrangements for brass. It's a really cool project. And then in September, I have on the schedule a tribute to Jeff Buckley here in New York City, back at Le Poisson Rouge, on September 19th, doing music of Jeff Buckley and Gary Lucas. Aren't we due to do a Captain Beefheart night? Remember, we, had, uh, we got We're probably going to put that on there right, you know, got, again. We, we, yeah, we got, that's right. Well, we got Slam Hurricane, Hurricane Sandy. And we still haven't remade it. We still haven't remade it. No, we're going to reschedule that. That's true. Okay. I gotta talk to the knitting factory. Oh yeah, and then there's a gig with this uh, great my version of Hungarian band Debort. I made a record with them in Budapest, and uh, they're coming. I think uh, the date on that one is the 22nd. It's the day after the Fleischer. Anyway, just go to GaryLucas.com. <laughs> And look at the calendar there. And you you'll travel see. more and make more music yeah, than any person no, I know. With more great collaborators. And some premieres. I got a Frankenstein soundtrack, a United Palace Theater on Halloween up in Harlem. Hell up in Harlem. Oh, 175th and Broadway. Well, watching the, watching the Spanish Dracula was dynamite. Thank so you. Everyone yeah, you were there. Okay, okay we got to come to Frankenstein. Uh, that's right. Man. It's a different. That's right. I'm one of those friends who can make it above 175th right. Street to go see you play. <laughs> and I'm at the AFI Silver Theater, American Film Institute Theater in <laughs> Silver Spring, Maryland, on November 1st, doing the my premiere of a score for Carl Dreyer's Vampire, and also Spanish Dracula, and I'm doing some Cine Fantastic music there. It's like Vampire Night or something. I think we're going to get some uh, soundtrack music out of your guitar before we go, but first, though, uh, we forgot to talk about the Peter Hamill uh, record, which is Oh, like yeah, let me tell you, this is a ma- great project I did with the legendary vocalist leader of Vandergraaf Generator. He was my boyhood hero. And I know, I it doesn't him. stop, right, Judy? It's like, it's crazy. You have so much stuff going on. <laughs> well. And your fingers don't bleed. They must be like little cows, so calloused. And... I, they're, they're callous, but I find the calluses are better than picks, you know? <laughs> I'm a flesh guy as far as, like, I don't like finger picks. Like. Right, so this is from the album Cine Fantastic. Oh, anyway, I made a record called <laughs> Otherworld with Peter. Which is fantastic and getting all sorts of four and five star reviews. It got us on the cover of Guitar Player last month and a cover of the Rock Society magazine in England. Prague magazine did a whole feature on us. I just did a show with them in Portugal in Guvaya and we're playing Mexico City. November 23rd, I think, is the well, day. We'll be there. It's hard to remember these dates. <laughs> we'll be there, right, Judy? I would love to be there. Well, love to go bells. back to Mexico. You know, once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet, and the pizza's here. Pizza's here, I smell it. Pizza's here, so... That's a, I'll take it at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary Lucas, Arts and Seizures.
love is here to stay. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.